Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. Um, so, as always, we are going to start with our news pieces. And today, I'll kind of have a double news piece that I want to talk about, um, and that is in regards to things happening in Asia. Um, and it's not kind of new things, but new things are developing. So, basically, there's a, uh, a law in 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 certain Asian countries around Korea and China that basically prevents um, anyone under the age of 18 playing games into the early hours of the morning. Uh, did you know about wow. this? No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I mean, something... it kind of makes sense. Exactly. Because obviously gaming is a, a, is a really big part of kind of Korean culture, yeah. especially like South Korean culture. Um, and, you know, China is obviously finding that as well. And kids are spending more and more time online and in games and they found it such a problem that they've actually introduced laws and these have been around for quite a long time to be fair um, and it's only now really that we're kind of seeing um ways in which the you know the kind of chinese government and um the south korean government are stepping up to deal with it because obviously it's quite a hard law to enforce it's one of oh, those yeah. things that you're not really going to be going house to house being like <laughs> your children they're playing games <laughs> It's like 1am and you're knocking on doors to make sure that the kids aren't playing games. Um, Just woken the children up now. <laughs> yeah, literally. So that, that's why I kind of have two news pieces that are like very closely linked um, that are kind of developing. Um, and one of them is related to Tencent, <laughs> as we know. Our favourite company. Yeah, it's, you know, favourite company with ties to the Chinese government. Um, and Tencent is actually looking at using facial recognition um, in China so that any person playing a video game past the hours of, say, 10 p.m. or 12 p.m. Um, will actually have to pass a facial recognition scan. Oh, my God. They are of, you know, 18 and above. This is like and sci-fi stuff. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like it's sneaking like... into their dad's rooms and like like scanning his face quickly and then going back to their own room. <laughs> like, yeah, they'll never know. They'll take a picture, like a really clear picture on their iPhone of their dad's face and then just use it to take them to do the scan every time. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I've just given kids all the ideas on how to cheat the system. <laughs> Come back to Jack for more life hacks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, podcast. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's something so crazy. I mean, you think about it here, I feel like the British government would have such a hard time enforcing something like that. Oh, massively. The like, backlash would be immense. Exactly. And, and the thing is, is, you know, this is enforced already and, and, if they do make it a requirement and obviously, you know, they pro they'll probably come up with a way to lock you out of your games or at least Tencent will lock you out of the games they have a hand in. Um, mm. It's just kind of, you know, weird like to think about, imagine, imagine getting to like 10 PM and then your, you know, your console's just like, scan your face, please. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> it's like, scan your face. Put your you face keep right in here. You know, it's you like, heard. You're if right. you want to keep playing, <laughs> scan your face. Right in the middle of a war zone game, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's last that time. two, and it's like scan your face, please. And you're like, no, no, please. And then you know you're in a dark room, so it can't scan your face because it's too dark, and you have to get up to do the light. And then by the time you do, you're uh, dead. You've just got like that circle loading where it's scanning your face. You're please <laughs> come on, buffering, come yeah. But it's also a case of like I personally look really young for my age, and I'm I'm worried that if I lived there, I wouldn't be able to pass that scan. <laughs> you know, like this would have to be a really sophisticated scan because I've had people tell me I look 12. I've had people tell me. I oh, Bradley, it happens to me all the time as well. Exactly. People are always like, oh, you're 20. I'm like, no, I'm not. Imagine I'm all these poor, these poor, like 20 year olds that are like, right, I can finally play games into the late hours of the night. And then, and then their app is like, uh -uh, you look four. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Sorry, that. we don't believe you. <laughs> 
Like, could you show us a passport, please? <laughs> exactly. It's just Jack, really do, do you get that though? Because we've just clarified. Me and Bradley both get yeah, um, to be a hell of a lot younger than we. Yeah. So are. so so for me, like with like being checked for ID, I always find that if I go to places in a jumper or a long sleeve top or anything like that, and sometimes like with masks on and stuff, um, I've stopped being asked as much recently, but I always get certain places that ask me for ID and then they're like, Mm. Oh, sorry. Um, but if I go anywhere with a t-shirt on, they see the amount of tattoos and they're just like, well, he's must be over 18. You don't get that many illegally (laughs) done. So you must be over 18. Like, so people kind of, have stopped asking me just on the basis of you know it doesn't take a genius but not to even out. just like people you meet like yeah oh yeah some people yeah stuff. yeah some people think yeah like sometimes i speak to people and they think i'm either older or younger um you know um yeah it always happens i i, mm. I just at whatever age they 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 decide that i am that's what i go with they're like oh, oh <laughs> you, look, you look 30 i'll be like well then i'm 30 yeah, <laughs> you, jack, jack knows i've been lying about my age for years now. yeah yeah by accident as well well just, <laughs> just, just you just get you just get to a certain age and then you just stop counting, didn't you? you get, yeah. And then, then your mate tells you your actual age and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Literally, what happens? Uh, um, but yeah, so that was kind of ten cents way of of kind of breaking into to enforcing this thought, and um, it's actually you know the South Korean government that have also taken action, um, and they've actually targeted what they deem to be the biggest problem for young gamers and what do we think that is the biggest what, problem for young what gamers. game is the biggest problem for young gamers playing oh. into the, the in early like, hours in like, is this everywhere or is this still in the asian uh, so still so this is south korea has actually done something with a with a video game that you are very familiar with it's a very very popular game uh Apex? have a guess Apex no Apex? something no. kids are into fortnite no something hmm. bigger Minecraft. Yep. <laughs> no way. I knew you'd get there eventually. Minecraft. Uh, George would have loved this section. Is now R-rated in South Korea. What? What? Basically, they realised they had no way of enforcing that you couldn't play Minecraft into the early hours of the morning if you were under eighteen. So they gave up and made it R-rated. So you have to be eighteen to play the game. <laughs> they were like the Microsoft. You're changing this right rating. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, 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 like the article is actually like it stated microsoft is looking for a solution to this <laughs> like if you know if the government changes your age rating on your game you can't really do anything you know immediately you actually have to go through the proper procedures it's not like they could just lie and be like no we're not we're still this rating you know you can't go against the government but it's such a bizarre thing to think that minecraft has an r rating somewhere so what you're but saying is, is jord is now an extreme streamer <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. an 18 he's plus a, stream he's a, now. He's an R-rated streamer. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just so crazy, and I really wanted to just just bring that up. So yeah, if you go to South Korea and you are under the age of eighteen, shouldn't be playing Minecraft anymore. Wow, that's yeah. insane. It is, isn't it? Like the amount of kids that play Minecraft, and now these poor South Korean kids. I mean, I kind of understand the idea of really small kids and children because come on like if i had the setup i had now when i was a kid i would never sleep i would yeah. put the i'd put it on mute and i'd put my headset on i'd listen through my headset and i think like majority of my family would be none the wiser mm-hmm. and i would oh, have yeah. had a worse education than i had because i would be perpetually tired <laughs> yeah oh yeah 100 um, so like a certain age of kids this kind of makes sense to me um 
but at the same time again it is kind of like personal freedoms and like you say in in this country that wouldn't fly because imagine the amount of angry karens we've had you're telling me say it would be my the mums. son can't play xbox whenever he wants yeah but it would be. minecraft was the way he expressed himself <laughs> He's a string man. He's gonna make loads of money for me. I mean, for him. <laughs> so true. But yeah, it is. It is crazy. Um, uh, like we said, especially because it wouldn't. It wouldn't like even get past here. Um, but I mean, South Korea isn't like a bad place to live. It's not like they're in some awful society. It's it's just something they really felt was an issue. And you know, you yeah. can kind of you can kind of respect the government for trying to tackle it, especially if it is like you said, it's probably affecting things like education. Um, you know, and you don't want that as a as a country to suddenly have a generation of kids that are, you know, like brain, brain dead because they're not <laughs> they're not doing anything in school. But yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, South Korean government, but I don't know. I uh, R-rated Minecraft just sounds stupid. Extreme, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on to my last piece of news, um, and that is about the new in, uh, Nintendo Switch. Did either see so Chris? You didn't hear about the Nintendo Switch? Did no, you? I mean maybe I just fell under a rock. Uh, but yeah. For whatever reason, I, you know, I watch quite a lot of news, and I'm I'm quite active. And I, th- you know, I think I like the reason is is it's kind of underwhelming. Oh, so, so no one's talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're talking about it, but not like as much as they should. That be. you want, so, yeah, yeah. So basically, there'd been a Switch Pro rumored for like the last two, three years, um, and everybody was like, "Oh, we're gonna get a Switch Pro. Oh, we're gonna get a Switch Pro for like ages." And then Nintendo finally like, right, here's our new Switch, and then they basically uh, announced what is the Nintendo OLED Switch. And if you know anything about TV or monitors oled is um kind of that it's to do with the screen technology it's basically like the way the screen presents itself so that you get really nice colors um it's to do with the backlighting so basically it's a switch but with a really nice screen (laughs) and uh everybody's like oh okay (laughs) that's cool cool. (laughs) but does it run the games any better to suit the nice colors nintendo's response (laughs) no just just a little bit bigger screen though as well it's like gone from like 6.7 inches to like seven inches and it's got an oled screen and i feel like, like i i don't know um, if you've i don't know if you've seen this meme or not um but i actually haven't seen the program that goes with it but i know chris has you know invincible i think you both have actually Is oh invincible? i love yeah invincible. there's a there's a meme that's going around for everything at the moment like especially to do with gaming yeah so like you know whenever like um a game gets an update and they jack have you seen notes. invincible just no i've got it in my wa- uh, watch list i've got it in jack, my watch list, though. jack jack yeah, jack it's the best animated tv show <laughs> i've ever watched well, well you'll know it's exactly so what i'm talking about because um, it's from you, obviously jack, the program John bradley jack would love it wouldn't he yeah, I'm, oh, yeah i know yeah. i would that's why i've got it my watch just just haven't started but um but yeah the thing there's a that there's a bit in the pr- program where um he goes um this is the like he's just something like this is the really neat part you don't get one or like something like that um to somebody <laughs> and basically people have been putting that like with loads of different scenarios for gamers so like when um when like a game updates and patch notes release, if like there's a character who got like no like no buffs or anything, it's like so when do I get buffed? And it's like well here's the neat part you don't <laughs> yeah yeah and, yeah, and I, I actually oh, saw honestly. one of these for um 
Warhammer for, for Total War Warhammer for two. <laughs> it was like one faction that didn't get any reworks or any new yeah. content in game two. And it was it was like, when do I get my update? And it was like the, the, <laughs> the neat part. Norska. You don't. Here's the yeah. neat part. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen them. They're so good. They're good. But that's what that sounded like when you said about Nintendo saying yeah, no. Yeah, but like... it literally does feel like that. And obviously there's obviously, you know, there's Nintendo diehard fans that are like, oh my God, I'll get to play my games in OLED. And I'm like, yes, OLED does make your, you know, your game look very nice kind of, you know, for the vivid colors. But it's still a 720p screen. And, you know, we're in 2021 and... 720p isn't mm, when was great. the last time you watched a video in 720p <laughs> youtube that's about it no and you watched it in 720p yeah why well like the most upper since um covid they have like um done weird compressions haven't they so like it, it, yeah it, i don't know if it's still i think it's, still, like, I will, it's I just like mine's always in 1080 yeah but well, they've done something weird to the files so it looks worse Oh, yeah, no, I noticed that. They've, like, lied about... Yeah. I think it's technically you're watching 1080, but you're still on, like, 720 or whatever. Like oh, they're, okay. They're being a bit manipulative. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's mainly just because I mainly use my 4G. So oh, okay, it, yeah, that makes if, a lot If I watch sense. 720, it uses less 4G, right? Yeah, but is that on your phone then as well? Yeah. Oh, we well, see, that makes perfect sense because your phone isn't like, you know, the size of a, a TV or a monitor or anything. Oh, you thought I meant, no, yeah, on my phone. No, yeah, which, which is why the Switch has kind of got away with 720p. But considering the Switch came out quite a while ago now, you'd think if they were going to do an OLED screen, you'd at least go to 1080p. But I don't know, they haven't had any sort of hardware upgrade. Again, don't know why you wouldn't want to have some form of hardware upgrade for your next kind of release. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, does anybody know when the Switch came out? No, it was a long time. I mean, Good few years guess, ago. Was it 2015? I feel like that, that, that's about right. Or maybe let's have a look. I just said a tiny bit later, I think. 20, I'll go like 2017. Yes, yeah, 2017, apparently. Damn hmm. it. Hmm. 2017, so we're, we're what, four years on. And you'd think that they wouldn't just release an OLED version. No. But like I said, some people are really you know excited for it. And I, I, I'm not going to spoil their day. Enjoy your OLED Switch. I will not be partaking in this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see if we ever do get our Switch Pro or Switch 2, whatever they want to call it, um, after this one releases. So that, that is all for my news pieces. Oh, Chris? Well, yeah, I have uh, a couple pieces. All gaming news from me this week, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, and I've got quite a few. Um, they're actually kind of going to be quite discussion-y, I think. Um, I'll start with the one that I don't think is going to be quite as discussion-y. Um, I just don't think that's a word, but uh, we'll go uh, with it. You trademark it. Oh, uh, yeah, discussion-y. <laughs> discussion-y time with the podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, so the first bit of news we got was we got an update from Bioware. Um, so obviously, as you guys know, I'm still optimistic for their future. And we've talked about that at length on this podcast, even though they haven't had a great time of, of late. But mm-hmm. they gave us uh, just an update on what the 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 um they're doing as a whole as as you know as a company, and uh, they sort of the first thing they touched on was they said that don't expect any news anytime soon for Dragon Age Four or for Mass Effect Four, okay. as the teams <laughs> are hard at work, and this is actually a good thing because 
Inquisition and Andromeda showed us this really rough alpha build that yeah. built this insane hype, and then the game was nothing like the alpha builds. So I'm quite happy for them just to carry on working, just not show us anything, not hype people up, just do the games. Then when you're happy, they're closer to release, then start showing us stuff, right? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think definitely. That's the right I've always preferred, it. yeah, yeah. So I've always, I've always liked when games just kind of they don't overhype. They just kind of be like, oh, hey, we're making something, mm. and then we'll let you know when it's done. Because yeah, and then it comes was, out, and they're like, there you go. Was <laughs> two sort of mistakes with Inquisition and uh, Andromeda, massively with Inquisition as well. Because if you watch the alpha for Inquisition, it is completely different to the actual game that released. Oh, is it? I don't think I ever watched the alpha. It is insane. It, the, the, the HUD, the cursor is literally Skyrim. It's completely different. It doesn't look like Inquisitions. Oh There's a quest line in the cove um, and it's completely different to the quest line that actually takes place in that area in the finished game. And there's this huge, awesome set piece where it's like you're marching and, and you're being attacked by the Red Templar uh, people infused with the evil Lyrium. And uh, it's like, you have to save the village or save the fort and you have to send your soldiers here. And then it's like, whenever I get to that area, I just think about how much cooler that storyline was in the alpha build. Yeah. None of that is present in um, that area of the map. I'm going to go watch it after this. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, I'll see if I can find it, the right one um, and send it to you, Bradley. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's sort of uh, I think not getting something like that is actually a good thing like yeah. we sort of said no, um, I agree the second bit of news out of them is that uh, SOTOR which is Star Wars The Old Republic which is their MMO which they still support um, bizarrely is getting a giant new expansion right. and it's bizarre because this is a really old game with a yeah. really small player base at this point it's a free to play game now um, except for you have to pay for the expansions, but the base game's free. Um, right. So I don't know. I mean, I, it's nice that the people who love this MMO are getting more content, but it just seems kind of strange to do but, that now. Yeah, yeah, you know, clearly there's just a player base, and you know they know that the player base is so dedicated that they're worth <laughs> the expansion. Mm. I mean, it is I'm, quite niche, though, isn't it? It's a yeah, niche at this point. Base, like, yeah, oh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It was like one of the biggest MMOs at, mm. at one point. What yeah. happened to um, it, do you know? Just, like, why, like, WoW was still kind of big. but just existed for so long, I think, Bradley. And you'd always get a huge influx of players for expansions and stuff. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the biggest thing I'm excited for is if they're doing another giant expansion, that means another uh, cinematic trailer from um, Blur. And I love the cinematic yeah. trailers for Knights of the, for, for Star Wars. The Old I think Republic. I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, they are. There's amazing. like five at this point. Yeah, and they're, they're always amazing. So good. All of them are really good. Um, so I'm hoping we get another one of those. <laughs> and that's probably all the engagement I'll do with this franchise. <laughs> Just watch that trailer and be like, oh, it's so cool. It's so pretty. <laughs> and if it's always the case that like, you see these amazing trailers and then you go into the game and it's like <laughs> MMOs are so boring. Like, yeah, compared to, to their trailers. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I, I wonder if people have sort of wondered, is this potentially, will they bring this to consoles? Because we've had more intensive MMOs being brought to consoles than Star Wars, The yeah. Old Republic. Um, 
And if you're doing a giant expansion, that would kind of make sense. They haven't announced anything, but it feels kind of strange that we have all these MMOs on console now and Knights, uh, and not Knights, sorry, the Old Republic is still absent from consoles. Yeah. Kind of odd, would you yeah. say? Mm-hmm. I think so. So what is, um, what is Knights of the Old Republic then? Right, Different. so Knights is, I think it's... 80 or 60 years before the old republic okay. so they're in the same like continuity so it's, are they both it's, mmos it's both no so both the knights games are RP, single player rpgs uh, okay they are like proper old school bioware um the first one is made by bioware and the second one is made by fallout new vegas developers obsidian uh, okay and they are amazing they are some of my favorite rpgs of all time bradley right they are phenomenal games. And as a child, just like the thrill of just playing Star Wars and just becoming a Jedi and like just, it's just an amazing opener. Basically, imagine Dragon Age, but Star Wars. <laughs> and cool. that's what Knights of the Old Republic was. Um, and it was wicked because you had all the force abilities you could, you, and you could be a gunslinger or you could be... And then what they sort of did with the Old Republic is it set after Knights, um, sort of continuing that storyline, but it's an MMO as opposed to a single-player game. Cool. Uh, which is where the contention comes from a lot of the fan base because a lot yeah. of people love both, but there's a lot of people who are like, oh, you ruined my single-player RPG. No, I never get that. Like when people say stuff like that just it's a separate experience i mean it is but we also were gonna get a knights of the oh republic so it meant free, you didn't get and right, we okay. didn't get that we got yeah, old no. republic have instead. a go on then <laughs> that's fine <laughs> but yeah i mean i still find it bizarre that bioware haven't thought about doing knights of the old republic free um like i don't mm. know Odd. Maybe, maybe some we'll we'll see something in the future. But I mean, they're probably busy with Dragon Age Four and, and Mass Effect Four. So yeah. Um, the other thing we got was, and I'm confused as to whether this is confirmed or rumor. But um, I'm gonna go with rumor for now. Um, but some people seem to think it's confirmed. It looks like the team behind Mass Effect Legendary Edition are going to, in the next six months, look at adding in Mass Effect Freeze multiplayer into Ooh. Legendary Edition in a future update. Cool. And that just has me really excited. And it will be wicked if they add that in. And <laughs> if it's got cross-play, me and you, Bradley, <laughs> we could play be all over that. Yeah, I'm not playing an engineer this time. <laughs> no, via Vanguard Kroger. I, exactly. I'm going to be playing what I should be playing. I'm going to, I'm go, I mean, it's going to annoy me though, because I'm going to have to unlock all my cool characters again. And I have like <laughs> a Krogan Warlord, which is like one of the hardest ones to unlock. And he was just awesome. I love the Krogan Warlord. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll probably play Knock Off uh, Fane. Knock Off Fane? <laughs> knock Off Fane. Where he's just, <laughs> he's literally just looks exactly like Fane, but he's got different skin, like, colour. <laughs> Honestly, it's, some of the multiplayer characters are so bad. Like, it's so, like, there's one that's called Talon Mercenary, and it's literally just Saeed. <laughs> um, but there is one called Cerberus... Uh, Talon, I want to say, or something like that. And it's literally this like biotic Cerberus super soldier that like l- like left them in the events of Mass Effect Two, and now fights with like the uh, against them. Right. And they're wicked. They're so. They're, I love their design and how. I just think they're an awesome, 
awesome character based on actually there was like a mobile spin-off game yeah i remember uh, and they're based on the character from that because that could also add to your war essence couldn't it yes in in when mass effect 3 originally came out yeah yeah um yeah so that was all the bioware news we got um just a nice little update and sort of um here's what's going on at the company and i always love it when uh, game devs give us a little uh, slice of what's going on you know yeah just being kind of open with us Jack, I bet you loved that a bit. Uh, well into yeah. all of those. <laughs> oh, they're just. Uh, to be fair, I had um, one of the old, uh, like really, nice. really old Knights games, but and I did actually really enjoy it. Like when I used to play it. But oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. yeah you oh, had the I'm, first Knights, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was all yeah because I remember you showed me the difference between the first and the second one. When oh, I came the second one's so. I I mean, there, there's a it's a hot debate in the community, but I think mm. the second one's a masterpiece. Second one's mm. so much better in my opinion. Yeah. But that's controversial. <laughs> Everything is nowadays. Yeah, true. I think what you just said <laughs> is controversial. <laughs> you offended <right>. me. <laughs> Moving on to uh, the next piece of news, which is controversial. Um, we have Assassin's Creed Infinity. What's that? Oh, yeah. Have either of you heard of this? Right, so yeah. I saw... Right, so I was scrolling somewhere. What an there, awful name. I, I saw... And it's I saw Halo, Halo about... Infinite. Why don't we call it Infinity? It's not that I, bad. I, I like saw. So I saw. I didn't see. But it's it Assassin's Creed. It's like well, this is the working title, so it probably won't be the actual game's name. No, they hear know? this so, podcast and be like, "So what do we know? <laughs> what do we know about it?" Because I right. I missed the article so and I couldn't gonna, find it again. I've got I've got it all written down here, Jack. Um, so it's going to be an online platform game. What? that evolves over time. What? So it's a single player <laughs> on permanently online game. So they're a going single player permanently online game. They're going the Halo Infinite route right. where they want this to be like a game for like 10 years and they're just going to it's going to be free to play and they're just going to keep adding content to it bit right. by bit each just going to so it's free to play but they're going to just keep adding stuff to it. Right. Um, and they've said that they've confirmed it will have Fortnite like map changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Cool. Yeah. Well, I always wanted map changes in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, online platform evolves over time. Um, and they said, whereas Assassin's Creed used to pick a historical setting, this new game will feature multiple settings. I mean, that's quite cool. So well, it is quite cool. So I think what they, I, I don't know that for certain, but what I think they're going to do is they'll pick like a place. So say they pick Japan and then it will be multiple different time periods within Throughout. Japan. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine some people have thrown around this theory. Are they going to say the Matrix is glitched or that? Yeah, the or, or there's like yeah, some yeah, yeah. epic tale that's gone through like a generate like all these generations of this family and you like pick up mm. with it at different um intervals right um yeah but i, I don't know what what do you guys think of so that? so are we still saying though that this is like although with the evolving map and everything like that this is still just single player though right like this is it not like is. a but, it's not going to have... But the problem that um, some people are annoyed about as well is it's not going to be a game you can just pick up and just 
beat because yeah, there'll yeah. always be more, always be an expansion. Else. You'll never, unless you play for the whole 10 years, you'll never see the whole story. No. Which, is, Which kind of frustrates someone like me. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll never feel like you, you'll feel you like you have to keep to go going back, back to it. it yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, like, you know, I did my hundred hours of Valhalla and then I've not touched it since. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think it's a strange choice, to be honest. I don't really understand. You know, they've well, always been. It comes been from these... what we talked about a couple of episodes back, where Ubisoft trying to make everything free to play and yeah. sort of. Hmm. So just, it, this yeah. could end. This could potentially be one of those things where it is like the main game, like the original main game, will come out free to play. I'm like, wow, that's really good. And Assassin's Creed free yeah, to play, I, I, and then every every evolving change will cost you money. Like, but the thing every... that I find weird is like I'm really I like the idea of Halo Infinite, for example. Yeah, having this new campaign packs that are added to it and new like story uh, free story updates and stuff that is like. Sure. All these, and for whatever reason, oh, I, I love this idea that the, that the multiplayer you'll just get new vehicles, new weapons, new, and it's just a complete influx of content with seasons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, in Halo, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm on board for that. But Assassin's Creed, I think it's the genre as well, isn't it? It's it works for a multiplayer game, especially yeah. an arena like battle type game. Yeah, when, yeah, not so uh, much. Yeah, like an evolving map. So is that like? You know, you take Valhalla and you've got like the whole of, you know, let's just say we, we cap it at England. I'm, I'm assuming that... it means kind of like where it will shift time zones. So you will literally just change map or it will be like the map will then, you know, you'll, you'll go through time. So then buildings will start to appear and... It might be a combination of both, Bradley. We don't know until they That's sort what I mean, of but give it's more so details. Weird, yeah, it's very strange to think about, really. Do, does that mean you'd be able to go back? Because like you said, like you said, uh, you'd have to play for, say, the whole 10 years to experience yeah. the story. But what happens if I miss the first year? Does that well, mean I've missed... If- yeah, or what happens if like you're... Yeah, I mean, you're... If, if they do it Halo Infinite style where the content is all just there and you can yeah. just choose whatever you want. You but if they do it like do. Fortnite style, yeah, where you, like it's You have to be different. constantly on it, otherwise yeah. it, it, you miss it. Because like what happens, for example, if... So what happens if like... if Let's just take like... Let's take Fortnite's layout, for example. So obviously every season of Fortnite, some, there's a big event at the end of the season and then it changes and then that's when all the changes come in and then sometimes throughout the seasons, things are changing across the time period of the season. So say, for example, I start the game when it first launches and I've got all this stuff, my character's like getting all this stuff, he's progressing through the story and Bradley doesn't, for any, whatever reason, buy it until, let's just call them seasons, season three. Does that mean that Bradley picks it up at season three? And I'm like, whoa, Bradley, you've missed like so much of what's happened so far. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I what mean, I mean? Like, they've also said that it's going to dwarf Valhalla in size. That scares me. Massively. And I think that's too overbloated. Yeah. Because I found Valhalla bloated at times. Especially for a game that is a live service and is going to yeah. have continuous content. Yeah. No one's going to get through the base like thing content yeah before it changes the first season's just gonna take everybody you know 200 hours and nobody's <laughs> gonna bother and then they'll be like right next season mm. and everybody's like oh <laughs> i haven't done anything yeah i think i'm also worried about because with halo infinite we know there's going to be um you know there's going to be microtransactions right to to fuel especially the free-to-play multiplayer aspect of it there's going to be you know uh, probably skin packs and stuff like that 
uh, and and we don't know the extent of that monetization yet with mm -hmm. Halo Infinite. But for whatever reason, I have confidence in Microsoft not to go too far in Infinite. Yeah. I think they want this to be a flagship. They realize we can make money from this, but we don't have to, you know, charge them for everything and anything. Yeah. And from the talk of achievements, unlocking armors and stuff, they've realized people want reward from doing good, not just spending a credit card. Whereas yeah. my worries with this would be how heavily monetized is this going to have to be to support this for 10 years? Yeah. Wow. Like I think about how heavily monetized Valhalla is already. And then, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like this could be an absolute disaster. It also could be something really cool. And unique. it could be, yeah, yeah it could be. I'm optimistic could, as could always. Could be revolutionary. But... Um, exactly. I mean, interestingly enough, GTA six is doing the exact same thing as this. Hmm. They are also going to do a, um, a, a, com a continuously updating single player world. See, that makes more sense. For GTA. It does GTA. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree, think maybe does. you get more leeway if you're a multiplayer and a single player game as yeah. opposed to I think it's, this is weird because this is just a single player game right yeah I think maybe that's why yeah, yeah it probably and I think because we only get a GTA every like six years now or whatever more so like that. the <laughs> idea that we would get more story content in updates alongside the multiplayer stuff is kind of cool you know mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah i i don't know what are your guys sort of thoughts on, I, on I, that before I, move on? yeah i'm cautiously optimistic i think um like bradley said is it could be like the coolest thing and the amazing, most amazing thing ever but do you know what you saying all this obviously about when you said about um multiplayer i'll be interested to see how the whole thing works to be honest but like how the system works and stuff but when you was talking about assassin's creed and then you were talking about like online straight away i started thinking about the past and bradley do you know how much it made wolf me pump. miss wolf, wolf pack yeah and, and and you know i just i was sitting there thinking i would rather them make a online assassin's creed next i think and just go what, wait like, what, like, what's wolf pack so you know assassin's creed 3 yeah, the multiplayer. Yeah, there was a there was a game mode on there. There was like a couple of different game modes, but one of them was Stalker called Wolfpack. Stalker was the one which, I always used to play, I think. No, see, they were the like PvP. Yeah. Me and Jack loved the PvE. Yeah, which PvE? is... PvE? It was a yeah, co-op game. Yeah, it was yeah. called Co-op, and it was Wolfpack, and you basically... It was a four-player co-op game. Four-player co-op, and you on used to just free. hunt... Yeah, and you used to just hunt down targets together and what? like do like... Yeah, it was... You played awesome. as the characters that are in the PvP. Yeah, um, I did not know. And this. basically, it was a thing where how like, did I never encounter? I don't know. But you'd it was... stalk like targets separately, so you'd all like run off yeah. and go get your targets. But you had to do it like as stealthy as possible, to and get, also like... synchronized for yeah. bonuses and stuff. And it, you just—it was a points thing. And then eventually, you got like yeah. a sync kill. Do you remember those? And oh, it, you used yeah. to, like They got boring because there was like two different animations, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like they were really satisfying. Um, and it would do this kind of like little mini cutscene thing where you'd go in and, and assassinate the targets at the same time when yeah. you sync them up but yeah it, it was really fun it was like it wasn't like revolutionary but they could have done no, a lot more but, with it but what my point but my thoughts were kind of like if they're going forward and they're going to try and evolve and all that sort of thing and you know you know everyone loves these single player assassin's creed games but 
imagine if they really sat down and they went back to like what they did with threes online and they went, look, let's try and make an actual free to play, but with like, you know, let's, I'm not opposed to microtransactions within reason. Like if they went, mm, right, let's sit down, play game, yeah. let's, let's make a free to play just online uh, Assassin's Creed, base it around that, give like PVE and PVP modes, um, you know, we'll really go back to the roots of assassinations and things like that. And like, you know, stealth and things like that. I would, I'd have it in a heartbeat, but I would literally be all over it. So, and I just, when you said that, I got really excited that that's what he was about to say. And I was like, imagine, just imagine mm. Wolfpack 2.0. I, I think since the, um, the, the multiplayer in Brotherhood, Revelations and Free mm. and Black Flag actually, it was in Black Flag as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that was always niche. That yeah. never got the success they wanted. No, no. It had a really, a really loyal player base from what mm. I remember. Yeah. Um, who loved it, but it was niche. And then they had the disaster of Unity. Yeah. I so, really like, I like Unity. And yeah. I think that multiplayer was fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree, actually. I yeah, had some think... proper good laughs with my yeah, friend. Yeah, that's Unity. the thing. You fixed you fix the bugs. Like, obviously, that was the biggest problem. But you fixed the bugs in that. And that, that, that solid was, game. would have been, that would have been amazing. And the it's a solid game have... now. If yeah. You, if you boot it up and play it. It looks I... stunning still. I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah. And the parkour. Oh, oh the parkour. best parkour best in the series, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like you say, I think Unity, if it hadn't had launched all the issues, it might be remembered more fondly. Yeah. Um, but like I say, I think they're still scared of multiplayer because of the fact that it was never massive in the old ones. And then when they tried the co-op stuff in Unity, I think they've taken the wrong feedback from, from Unity in a lot of ways. I think it wasn't that players disliked the co-op. It's like you say, they disliked how they could never find a game and how people's <laughs> faces just melted halfway through a mission. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, people had know. faces in that game? <laughs> oh. To be fair, the funniest thing is I didn't have any bugs in Unity. Did you not? No. You were a lucky boy. Yeah, like yeah. I played through it and it was fine. Like, I mean, I probably had like a bug here and there of, you know, like every game has where you like suddenly clip through something and it's like, oh no. The no, infinite falling bug. There was I've nothing. Got in every the, Assassin's the, no, Creed. the no, I, the no head bug. It was so funny. I never had that. Like I saw it obviously, but I never had it. And I was like, why does everybody hate this game? <laughs> oh, it was so funny. You literally just be standing well, just there. has got eyeballs. Just, yeah. Just be eyes, like st- really wide eyes as well. <laughs> oh, it's horrifying. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah. So, on to the last bit of news I have this week. Um, I've got what might become a bit of a debate. I'm not sure. Um, in that we have a, a new thing coming out of the PlayStation 5 in Sony Director Cuts versions mm. of games. Mm-hmm. So have you guys heard of this? Um, so we, obviously, we, we had Ghost of Ghost Shima, Shima, yeah, yeah. And I actually, I'd heard another so, game was getting a director. So, so it looks like we don't know yet but from the looks of things and what sony have said it looks like they want all of their like ps4 games to be ps5 native games right if that makes any sense yeah um, as in they want all those to be native to the playstation 5 platform so their sort of idea and I, they're trying it with ghosts and with um death stranding is call to... of duty ghosts I'm no uh <laughs> ghost of Tashima, not ghosts <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing basically director cut Everybody's games, cuts. which right. I find really because don't get me wrong, I love a director cut movie, um, but I don't know if it falls under the same context within gaming to get a director's cut. 
No. Would you say it does, or would you say it's too um, different of a medium? Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't know. know. They do, obviously they have these game directors and yeah, they have yeah. a big hand in it, especially with kind of, you know, motion cap filming and things like that. Yeah. But whether the final product isn't, you know, already the director's cut <laughs> with gaming, I'm not too sure. But... It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest argument that's flared up from this is the first group says it's a brilliant way for artists and directors to finish their game the way they want to. If there's been certain... Uh, you know, say like uh, cuts or changes by, you know, PlayStation yeah. or whatever. But the other side of the coin is saying this is a soulless cash grab for games. It, yeah, you've exactly. Paid for. You can you can look at it both ways. Because I was thinking that I was like, no matter what you name it, it could be a way for you know for them to add a lot of content that they kind of wanted to add. But yeah, it could just be it. like it seemed to work for for what they've added to Ghost of Tsushima, mm. but. Yeah, Whether I mean, that's going to be the, the same going forward, and every game is going to be as passionate as the developers of that, you know, that we don't know. So we'll I have mean, to kind of wait and see what they kind of are looking at, rather than mm. it being like, you know, like you said, a cash grab. I mean, there's a bit of controversy with Ghost of Tsushima actually with, with oh, the wow. director's cut. Well, so to upgrade any of your, to upgrade either Death Stranding or Ghost, um, it will cost you ten pounds for the upgrade. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but then if you want to upgrade to the director's cut, uh, for Ghost at least, I think for Death Stranding it's still only £10, but for Ghost it will cost you £19 to upgrade to the director's right. cut from the previous version. Um, and um, mm. from what we know with Ghosts is they've said the director's cut comes with a new island. Um, but the the new island is only in the director's cut. Yeah. So right. you can't pay the ten pound upgrade and get the new island. You have to get the you director's, the director's cut. cut. Yeah. And it's not even available as DLC. So you, it's the only way you can get this is this director's cut, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which has people annoyed because and there's some people who are like, hey, I just want to, you know, buy this as a DLC or something like. Yeah. Um, and and it brings up this debate of. We, with Death Stranding, they said that the director's cut includes new vehicles new and new weapons that, quote, the PS4 couldn't handle. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really cool. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, look, we've added in all this cut content in the director's cut um, because only the PlayStation 5 can run this stuff. Yeah. Um, which, which I think is, is pretty wicked. Um, but the debate is... Is this the content that is this going to fuel? You're either going to a directors who, hey, this is really this extra bit I really wanted to do, or you're going to get content for content's sake. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, we need to sell this new version for the PlayStation Five, and they'll go to Naughty Dog, they'll go to whoever else their studios, and just go, just make a load of extra items, and then we're going to bundle it as a director's cut. Mm-hmm. And that's got people scared because people are like, hey, we want to buy into this director's cut idea, but we don't want to feel conned. We want it actually to feel like the guy's like, here's my finished vision as opposed yeah, to, yeah. hey, I'll give you, you a bunch some of stuff. free extra guns, <laughs> man. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a really interesting debate that's, that's, that's going on in a minute. And we had the um, 
PC crowd actually chime in on this as well. And my guys, yeah, your guys, because they were talking about how you know there's there's bigger and bigger um, push for and, and more and more PS games are going over to Steam, are going over to PC, and they were just uh, there was a big big group of them got together and said, could you imagine them trying to charge uh, on Steam for an upgrade of a game you already owned? Yeah, and how much <laughs> that would not fly on Steam? Oh, God, and no. They were talking about how all you do was you'd receive review bombing. Your mm-hmm. game would just be annihilated. And, and not, you know, we've talked before, we don't necessarily agree with review bombing, but that tends to be what happens on Steam if you make mm-hmm. a controversial decision. And yeah, it just made me laugh that you've got the, the, the PlayStation crowd who are like, yeah, it's worth it, man. The PC are like, are you nutters? You're paying more money for a game you already own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, interesting. And the other side of the coin, even more, we had Xbox chiming in because many Xbox publishers and independent publishers in partnership with Xbox are doing free next-gen upgrades for all their games. You know? Mm-hmm. Halo is getting free next-gen upgrades. The Gears of War games are getting free next-gen upgrades. The, the list of games on Game Pass that are going to get free next-gen up, upgrades yeah. is insane. And Sony are asking you for an extra ten, you know, dollars, an extra twenty dollars, and Microsoft is just like, no, nah, you own the game. There's your up, there's your upgrade, there's your update. Yeah. Um. So again, it it makes them look bad from that aspect. Even we talk about CD Projekt Red, you know, the Witcher developers, the Cyberpunk developers. They are reviled at the minute because of the way Cyberpunk launched. But even CD Projekt Red are doing a free Witcher free next gen upgrade and right. the cyberpunk generational jump. If you want to move from the PS4 to the PS5 is free. If you own the PS4 version. Yeah. Like that, that is such, we, you talk, people talk about being an awful company at this point, but how consumer friendly is that? You yeah, know, I 100%. own the Witcher. I'm going to, when I eventually get a new console, I can just have the next gen upgrade for free, which is a hell of a lot of work. Um, and you say all these companies are just making Sony look even worse for trying mm. to make a, basically a quick buck out of the generational jump, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm in two boats because I like the idea of director's cuts. Same. But, but when all your competition is doing free stuff and then some of your director's cuts seem to be kind of like, like if we get a God of War director's cut and it's like, hey, Kratos comes with four new costumes. <laughs> like, it would, if the it vision. came with, if it was like... Of the director. <laughs> yeah, if it was like, oh, Corey Balrog has gone in and, and, and they restored like four deleted areas or something, like small yeah. areas he'd be like wow cool that's a director's cut he got to add on some of the side content that maybe they didn't get to finish um but yeah i mean it all comes down to this idea that sony are trying this 70 dollar price tag for their games Mm -hmm. so if you're playing on playstation 5 this 10 pound upgrade is basically just make sure you pay us our 70 dollars if you're playing on the playstation 5 yeah yeah you know um which is so much it is a lot for a game. Oh. I mean, they're they're fun. I I have no doubt a lot of these games are worth seventy dollars, but it's a lot. Of, it, it, 
you look, you're get you're getting a phenomenal games what you're paying for, but it's still so much money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and and yet you still have you know so many people who go oh, game pass is is horrendous what that that thing that gives me a thousand games for like 50 <laughs> pounds a month it's crazy horrendous it? is it oh <laughs> uh, like you, I, you know rip off. you know where i stand i love sony i love microsoft i don't really have a, a fight in in the wars but it's just the idea that some people seem to think microsoft are, you know when sony's doing stuff like this and then you know, I, I don't know. It just. What do you think of all this? I think it's mental. Just, yeah. But um, do you agree with the concept of director's cut, like Bradley does, Jack? Like it's uh, a cool idea. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I, I don't. I'm not necessarily against it. I just, like you say, I just think like it's a bit of a mick take, really. Like in some instances, not every, but in some, it's definitely going to be a bit of a mick take, and like you know there's definitely going to be people who are like well you know i've already bought the game why should i have to go and buy you know this director's cut for or upgrade or whatever or why you know and pay a bit extra like should it not just be you know okay i know you have dlcs that cost money but do you know what i mean like i i the the ghost of shima thing annoyed me a little bit as well because i was like so for example let's just say i know i don't have a playstation 5 but let's just say i did (laughs) I already have Ghost of Tsushima, so I could pay to upgrade, right, to uh, mm. just like onto the next gen, which is great. And I would happily do it if I was going to play the game again. But they'd be like, oh, but I'm not allowed the director's cut because I already own the game. So I would have to go out and buy the director's cut again. Like, that doesn't really make any sense. Does mm. it? it doesn't really seem well, very fair. It's, 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 90, it's £10 to upgrade and then £19 for the director's cut. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to necessarily buy the entire game again, but no. that's still a huge. But that's what I'm saying. You're still, yeah, it's still twenty quid towards a like you know towards a game you already own. Could you like, imagine if the island was like completed in like two hours? As it well? was like a tiny little like <laughs> tiny. It's like a little square. It's like it's like <laughs> yeah, Newtown on say. cod. It's like as big as that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Um, yeah, like I say, I, I hope this is something good, and uh, that these directors' cuts come out, and everyone's like, "Wow, they're amazing." They're like the finishing touches on great games. Um, But like you say, you do run this problem of Sony damaging its reputation by having these great games and then kind of trying to make them cash grabs for next gen. Um, But only time will tell sort of what actually happens with them, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll be watching along as they sort of come out and stuff. Yeah. But but I'm optimistic. Hopefully, we get some some really interesting uh, extensions. Like I'd love a director's cut of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five because yeah. the amount of cut content in that game, like yeah. you can basically get another game out of that, <laughs> and that would be wicked. It's a shame we'll never get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Thanks, well. Konami. If, if these director's cuts do really good, and the, the licensing goes back to and and Sony gets the licensing licensing, which is rumored because Konami seem to be fed up of making games, <laughs> um, then you know maybe maybe Sony are like, hey, director's cut of Metal Gear Solid Five, you know? Maybe. maybe. One can only hope. But yeah, so that's it for my news this week. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to go back to um, uh, a topic that. Uh, Bradley discussed which is Nintendo um, and we're talking about the Switch and things like that so this is actually I mean my pieces of news today are all, all pretty short little pieces of news but um, short and sweet um, this is about a record breaker so um, 
do you does anyone know actually just out of interest would you hazard a guess or be able to take a guess at the most the work the record uh or previous record for the most expensive bought game at auction so go back it's obviously going to be something classic video game or board game video game video game and this is this record was literally set strangely enough two days before this one has just broken it the one i'm about was it a pokemon game it is not a Pokemon game. Oh, it was a good guess though, Bradley. It was a yeah, good guess. Yeah, the Bradley. amount of like, you know, money involved in Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us a hint? Are we talking like retro? Are we talking like um, arcade gaming? We're, we're talking, yeah, we're talking, re- not arcade. We're talking like sort of, they are retro. They have made games re- like in recent years as well. But they Sonic are, game. <laughs> you're on the right sort of lines, but no, more recent than that. No. Mm. Anyone other, another guess or not? Mm. You'll, you'll kick yourselves. You'll kick yourselves it's, when I tell it's you. It's not rare, is it? Uh, no, not anything not. to do with rare. No. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know, Bradley. Got any, got any guess? No. What is it? It's the Legend of Zelda. Oh, really? the yeah. So oh, Legend like the original. Is, yeah. So the Legend of Zelda yeah. currently held the the record for the most expensive game to ever be bought, right? And that was it was bought at auction for eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars. No, that's how that's how much they bought it for. Uh, Maybe Sony isn't that bad. Um, now, the record has just been broken. As in, two days later, it was broken, wow. and that has been by the original Mario on Nintendo sixty four. Wow, it's called Super Mario on sixty four. And would you like to know how much it sold for at auction? Go on then. million dollars oh my god anyone got any rusty uh anyone listening got any rusty old games like think think about that for a second someone put a nintendo 64 uh, edition of mario up for auction and made 1.5 million dollars off of it (laughs) it's but it is bonkers that people have that sort of money as well to spend on an old copy of a game like and you know, they did say it was in pristine condition it's and for things like collection, that. Yeah, of course it is. But that we, it's just amazing, isn't it? Like, so that equates to one point one million pounds in. Wow. Yeah, looking at things, so, um, it's yeah. But that was a record that was shattered within two days of the previous being set. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just. Sorry, I was just reading this actual article here. Neither game was bought for the rarity of its gameplay experience. Nintendo has released both for its Nintendo Switch console. So this is saying basically, you know, it's it's not that it's rare because you can't play it anymore because it's on. Yeah, because you can play them. Yeah, you yeah, can play all the so, originals. Yeah, so it's literally purely down to someone wanting that the physical thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, it was like, like I say, a bit of short news, but nevertheless, just boggling that someone has that much money to spend on you know and i know there is some seriously rich people out there but i mean my god you know that's that's yeah i mean to a lot of people that's pocket change though right oh yeah of course yeah 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 people like me you know (laughs) yeah pocket change yeah clears throat very awkwardly um, looking for pennies down the side of the sofa um, anyway anyway um, that's the most british thing you've ever said on the book looking for pennies down the side of the sofa yeah i'm with a cup of tea in my hands um yeah anyway so moving on to the next bit of news uh, and that is with regards to the the beautiful game of warzone the game with no problems no glitches no hackers, yeah, no, no yeah, cheats no cheats no Perfect anything active, just the most 
perfect game on the planet. Um, so <laughs> with regards to this beautiful game that is Warzone, um, we have a new glitch. And again, this is a very short piece of news. But nevertheless, I thought you'd find this hilarious. And I know you don't play it, which is why I thought you'd find it hilarious. Um, so you're aware of the gulag system in, in Warzone, right? Yes. You die, you go, to, you get a chance in the gulag, you fight another player, 1v1. Um, others that are in the gulag spectate you from above on the balconies. Um, and then they get you throw rocks to fight. Well. You can throw rocks. Yeah, that's it. Um, so you know how it works. There is a current glitch going around on Warzone, which allows spectators um, who are in the top of the gulag to climb the railing, jump over, <laughs> land in the gulag whilst the other two are fighting. But this is the best part. They're invincible and they can punch the other players to death. So, so <laughs> trying to fight your gulag against someone, really trying to battle it out and like, you know, a smart position or whatever. And, and you just get some through. random little dude just jump in, sprint at you and just punch you to death and then you lose your gulag. So if you get punched first as well, that means you're done. Like you're, you're out. So it's like, and I've watched it happen to someone. Like I've watched clips of it just to see how funny it really is. And it's brilliant because you see them frantically shooting at the person who's like sprinting towards them. But obviously the bullets do nothing because technically they're spectators. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, how does Warzone allow this to happen? I feel like, like they should keep this as a feature. This sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm at, like, I just don't understand. How could you... Like, how do you? It adds another layer of complexity to the yeah. It's 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 another layer of chance to. (laughs) What would be really funny is if they just let all the players bundle into or in the gulag at once, yeah, and just punch each other, and whoever's the last one standing out of the punching match gets to go back. Person who gets back, everyone else (laughs) is out. The games would be over so much quicker, wouldn't they? Because if you think how many players come back from the gulag, but um, but yeah, but yeah, I just think it's I just think it's mad that again, a game as big as Warzone and the game that takes up as much storage as Warzone has problems <laughs> like this. Has problems like your your oh, your spectators are allowed into the map. Like, how can you not get that right? Um, and I don't know how long it's been a glitch. I only heard about it a couple of days ago, but I think at the moment it's still unfixed because there's not been an update or anything. Look, since. They're busy making skins for Rocky Balboa yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is a good point. Um, but yeah, so again, another bit of short news, but I, nevertheless. They, thought, didn't they do a Bruce Willis skin recently? They, and it was horrifying. It, yeah, they did. I've got the Rambo one. So they did 80s action heroes, um, which actually was really cool because the event. The Rambo was one's cool. But yeah, they did Rambo um, and. Uh, they did Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Bruce Willis put... looks terrifying, though. Yeah, yeah, it's His really bad. His face is weird. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> the Rambo one's really good, and um, and the voice lines for Rambo are really good as well. They're like proper, like brutish, like 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 slurred words, and like they're really aggressive, and I, I really like it. But um, yeah, I, I was like, I will get the Rambo one, but I will not get because the they did um, each one came with a finish move as well, um, which was personal to each character. And Rambo got two finish moves, which was a bit cheeky because Bruce Willis got one. But um, <laughs> Rambo's finish moves were just absolute savage. And I was like, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting this. I'm sorry. Um, and it, I still do. Uh, it it's, 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 it's not actually called Bruce Willis, is it? It's John McClane, right? John McClane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's Bruce Willis. It's Bruce Willis and that's it. Um, but yeah, so again, the, you know, beautiful game that Warzone is. Um, just don't ever fix it. Just keep just keep the gulag as it is now, because this is what this I is just what we're love. I just love this image of John McClane and like, jumping um... in and punching you to death. <laughs> like like you're trying to fight as a soldier, and you just get John McClane in your face and Rambo sprinting at you, punching <laughs> punching you to death. Um, 
but yeah so it's great but anyway so that's uh, the second piece of news and my final piece of news um touching on something i talked about last week actually which was um about the uh, the apex uh, actually it wasn't last week the week before um apex legends was hacked as you know um and uh, all in the protest of fixing titanfall servers now we actually had a brief laugh about this before the podcast um because we just think it's sort of hysterical and also it's really bad but it also mm. is hysterical so there's been a lot of backlash uh, because obviously when it first came about respawn had issued a statement saying that they would fix it and they would address the servers on time for one they would make it playable again and you know they would they would sort it out and everyone's like okay we'll take your word for it and then they released a statement um which is just the most blase statement as well like it's like they don't even care so this is how I, i've got the statement here so they put um it started like this. You're not abandoned. It's a game of whack-a-mole with this. Uh, we, well, he didn't repeat that, uh, that the team was working on the issue because you can, only, you can only hear that so many times before it comes useless. They definitely are working on it because now it's a different type of game. Um, he then went on to say, we have one or two staff at Respawn working on Titanfall security it's problems. It's the fact that he's not but, even sure. Yeah, he's one like, or two. Oh, yeah. One but or then two? he went on. I he went think on I from... asked Janet and yeah, Bob I think I asked Janet, but it Bob. might just be <laughs> Janet. Janet. I'm, yeah. I'm not Janet, sure. Bob's on annual leave, so it's probably just <laughs> Janet. Um, but yeah, and it, but it wasn't just that. It says one or two staff at Respawn are working on Titanfall security problems. Everybody else is busy with Apex Legends. Like, uh, if like, really didn't know that. Yeah, that wasn't rubbing salt in the wound made... with the angry people about Titanfall. Aren't, aren't there people? Isn't Respawn Jedi Fallen Order as well? It is, yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's got to be a team working on number two. Another, as well. another yeah, another Jedi. But what I mean. You're a liar. You everyone don't even know else, what you people yeah, are working on, man. Everyone else is busy with Apex Legends. But do you not think that's like sort of rubbing salt in the wound? They just oh, yeah. attacked Apex on the ba- on the basis of trying to fix <laughs> yeah. the title. Listen, there's one, maybe I mean, two. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Could be two, maybe one. Just be grateful. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about this, you know this attack came from a place of passion we we mm. talked about that all in in the prior episodes yeah, yeah. but there's one thing we didn't touch on was that you know they, they were away on the 4th of July um american holiday yeah and a lot of staff got called in away from their families uh, to have to go into work to address fix, this and to deal yeah. with this and um, you know, it's got to make you quite bitter as a developer. So, I, in, in that respect, I know we laugh about, but I do kind of feel bad for oh, yeah, well. same. Because like no one should have to leave their families on a holiday. No, no, no especially no, because the people in. that are working on it haven't made the decision. You know, like they're told to work on the game. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're, they're sitting there like, ah, I'm not going to work on Titanfall. Yeah. They're just, you know, that's what they're told to do. It's their job. Yeah. And they're the ones that are going to get called in, not the people who have made the decision to not work on Titanfall. Um, so it's quite sad that they end mm. up suffering for, yeah. you know, for 100%. The, uh, someone else's decision. Yeah, 100%. But I just, I, I, I'm more, more to the point of the, the news story for me was just really, I really don't <laughs> think they approached that statement very well. No. Because no. I was like, all they did was just very anger clunky. the people. Yeah, and it's very like... They're just uh, calling for a second attack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if Apex goes back down now. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a shame, like, that they're not really taking it seriously by the sounds of it. But at the same time, you know what can we do? Like if, if that's the attitude they take yeah. to it, that's the, you know, you can't just keep hacking into Apex servers and shutting them down because you're not getting, we can and we will, we can and we will <laughs> forever. But yeah. So um, yeah, that's, that's my news piece is done. Um, and I think, are we going straight into reviews? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Mine's, I think by the sounds of the brief chat we had, I think mine's a little bit controversial with my review. So I'm going to do uh, an, a series uh, review instead of a game review. And uh, it's on a, a Netflix original um, called The Irregulars. And I just coming straight out of the bat, I'm going to say I, I love this series. And Chris wasn't as keen. Um, from, from... Uh, I, I enjoyed it it's just I wanted it to be more Something, adult yeah, yeah. and it's very young young adult young uh, adult yeah not, I don't think it's bad uh, no. it, it just I wanted more from it I guess yeah so right. so essentially The Irregulars is um, like a, a different take on Sherlock Holmes and Watson so essentially um, it's uh, Victorian um, and it's about a group of sort of uh peasant kids basically yeah. um orphans peasant kids things like that and they're you know they're living in uh, they're actually they live in a cellar of a pub basically um so they, they have nothing um and they basically get dragged into um uh, like cases uh, by john watson um but the the twist really, really good actually I, I really like him as john watson. He, yeah yeah he was really good and you know what he's from don't you He's in he's in The Witcher as well. The Witcher, that's yeah. the one I was thinking of. He's in of, loads of stuff. Yeah, though. he is. But that that's sort of the most recent one I could think of that I was like, oh wow. But um, so this is sort of one of my first points. So uh, um, the twist with what makes it different from every other Sherlock Holmes thing that's been done before uh, is that this has a supernatural element to it. So basically, the cases that they work on aren't you know your stereotypical Sherlock Holmes cases. Um, the there is supernatural occurrences going on all over London, mm. um, and the reason that they involve this group of kids is because uh, one of the girls is gifted. So obviously there's there's a lot of underlying backstory to it, but, yeah. but she's she's gifted. She can uh like a tele medium, isn't she? She's a medium, thing? basically, yeah. And I really like that because straight away I like supernatural things. I like things that are a bit um and I, I actually thought I was surprised because for something that was quite young adult-ish, I felt like some of the gore and some of the 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 like the crime scenes and stuff were actually quite gross like yeah quite... yeah it was it, I, there, there were but again it was it yo-yoed between it, it yeah, committed really to, to the gore and then it yeah. and then it Back kind of way. felt like a kiddie thing again and yeah. i was just like well tonally this is a bit all over the place all over the place yeah but but so essentially the, this group of kids they get involved and they end up getting dragged into the case there's obviously a lot more backstory which which i wouldn't ruin yeah, um because it's important <laughs> but um but i i think this is the one of the most the biggest things for me straight away is i feel like the cast uh, all round was really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, there's, great. is there what four or five of them of the kids? Uh, there's four of them. There's two young two lads, oh, three posh boys. lads, yeah, and yeah, then and the two, two girls. girls. Yeah, so straight away. But um, I, I even loved. I really, I don't know the actor's name, but I loved the guy they got to play Sherlock. Sherlock. So did I. I and you know it was what? Brilliant. Right, this sounds really, really biased, but I always worry when somebody's going to play Sherlock because to me, no one is Sherlock Holmes like Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, they are Sherlock fair. Holmes to me. And I was worried to see Sherlock in something else. And I, I thought he was really convinced. I have no idea who he is, but he was fantastic. No, so he's been in Harry Potter, but I don't know who he is in that. Um, oh. and, and I don't know what else. He's been in quite a few things, but nothing like big other than Harry Potter. And I don't really know who he was, but mm. um, well, because because the thing that sold me was there's flashbacks where he's mm. like in his prime. Yes, and I was like, oh, I really the, like like he looks really, cool. He looks yeah, great. Really cool, yeah, eccentric. Um, but but this is the thing. So um, the cast all round for me, I was impressed. I think they all did a great job. I think, and to be honest, from looking through the cast, none of them are very big actors. Like, none of them are sort of like very other than um, Watson. None of them are really 
like the, you yeah. know, the people I'd seen before. Um, and I was really impressed with them all. Um, so that, that was my first sort of big plus with it that I liked this dark, um, supernatural crime take on mm. uh, Sherlock Holmes and the, with their sort of magic, not really magic, but spiritual stuff. Supernatural and elements. Natural yeah. elements. And I, I thought it was really well done. I think the special effects, uh, whilst they weren't, you know, incredible, it wasn't the most amazing CGI. Yeah, in the world. I, I mean, the um, th- there's kind of an underground tunnel, tunnel cave, and that's always done mm-hmm. really well. Mm, um, yeah, that's what I mean. in the visions. Yeah, it's, it's what it was I mean. A, it was a grave pit, wasn't it? Um, yeah, a grave pit. That was yeah. really well done. There were points where it was actually kind of. I think there was like rotting corpses and stuff. And you're like, yeah. Oh God, like it looked quite legitimate. Yeah. And this is the thing is that um, as well as like, I really like, you know, I like my horror, you know, I like my sort of dark stuff and whatever. And they, they play, they, there's a big sort of piece about um, the old plague doctors, like with the, um, yes, the plague. Yes. Yes. That and gave I, me Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And <laughs> I love those. I know it sounds really <laughs> creepy, but I love those, those uh, outfits that they wore. Yeah, I, I just the, think they're the, really the awesome. Weird, looking. Like um, crow. it's like a crow's nose, crow isn't it? Like beak. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and they, they play a big part in the show and I really like that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the, the, we'll go on to more sort of the, the, the sort of um, story elements that, that, or sort of the, the themes really that, that weren't so good. And that's sort of what Chris's point was, is that it's obviously set around a group of teenagers. So as much as there's a lot of dark and serious stuff going on, um, there's always these sort of back underlying backstories about, them the fact that they are just teenagers like teenage angst, isn't angst. They, yeah teen, yeah and it's sort of like you know like emotions and things like that and it was just it, a bit it's like, like it's like you know you've got like you know harry potter and the hunger games and mm. there's this big overarching important storyline and then there's just random teenage angst teenage drama, as well. teenage it's, drama. it's a young adult novel yeah. or a young adult adaptation you know mm. Yeah, and I, and I personally didn't even mind it. I thought it was okay, um, to be honest. It didn't get on my nerves. I didn't think it was too much or whatever. I, I think it was pretty well balanced. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I'm like, come you on, were a bit, bit like, just keep it serious now. Like, yeah. and I like, like, oh, this guy's done everything for you for like four episodes. And he's done, he said one word and you don't, you run off and you're crying. Yeah, I'm crying. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. Yeah, he has he has helped you out literally saved your life like a couple of times so you know i'm pretty sure he cares um but yeah anyway so i, I really liked it overall i thought it was a great series and the, the, the sort of my final point about this show um is that the the season kind of finishes um there was only nine or ten episodes uh, eight or nine episodes i think and the season finishes where it could it could have been left where it was but it also finishes as what feels to me like it could have opened into a lot more series. Um, mm. And so I did a bit of research because I was like, I really could have watched another season. Um, so I, I did a bit of research. And what made me a bit sad is that all of the actors, literally all of them, Watson, everybody said that they would absolutely love to carry the show on and they mm. would sign up straight away for another season um, and even more seasons after that. Um, and the director has said that he'd planned for more seasons and everything uh, and Netflix won't renew it. They're saying that, they're Numbers saying too that low. It, you know, they said it did really well because it was in the top 10 for, um, for quite a while, but I they just said they don't feel like it. They want to renew it. They feel like it should have been a so one and done. Weird because like Jupiter's legacy, for example, yes, which I, I know got this. really mixed reviews, yeah. but it dominated Netflix. Mm. Like it was like their biggest show ever. Yeah. And they cancelled that after one season. Yeah, and this is what I feel I like they've like, done with what? this. What? Like, Why? Yeah, I because I, I didn't watch Jupiter's Legacy purely because I got angry when I found out that um fans were raging because apparently it's really left on a cliffhanger as well. Yeah, yeah and, like and, and, 
I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I thought it was, there, there were, like you say, similar to this series, there were aspects that really let it down, but they were aspects that you could have improved in a season yeah. two. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and this is sort of the thing is that I don't really understand the reason for not renewing it. You know, like they said, it performed really well on Netflix. It had a lot of fans, uh, it had a lot of, you know, people who watched it all the way through. Um, and they said, you know, they've got all of the cast sitting there. They've got the director with ideas to open season two. Um, and obviously, you watched it through to the end, Chris. You can kind of see mm. what I mean with the relationship yeah, between I, Watson I would have, and that. And... I would have watched season two. I mean, yeah. Deanne's going to be fuming because my yeah. girlfriend loved this show. Ex- exactly. And and yeah, to, to know that they're just kind of cancelling it with no real valid reason. It's just like, oh yeah, we, we just don't think. They said they just feel like it should have been a one and done programme. And I was like, oh, oh well. I don't get Netflix sometimes. Yeah. I understand cancelling something like Cursed, which they did recently, yeah. where that, they were like, look, the numbers weren't, yeah, it didn't yeah. perform what we wanted. But when you've got something that's performing really well, yeah, why cancel it? Especially no not idea. like, not like when it's like, like you say, if it's like the creatives are like, we don't know where we to go from a, here. Yeah. But yeah, everyone yeah. wants to be back on board and he clearly has more stories planned. So like, what mm. are you doing? Yeah. Just seems a bit strange, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, the only thing I can think is that maybe I, I don't know how this works with the legalities, but if I mean, it was a uh, Netflix original, obviously, but but I don't know how it works. That if if they don't renew it, is anyone else allowed to buy that off them and pick it up? Well, um, are you talking about Sherlock Holmes? That, like just the program, like just the program. Oh, like, is it anyone uh, allowed to like you know if if another um, streaming service went you know we want to pick this up and make this on? Yeah, and... if, if they offered Netflix enough money, but I I don't think Netflix has ever given any of their no. um, homebrewed licenses away. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, like they're they're very protective selfish. in case I think they ever want to reboot oh, something. <laughs> Chris and protective Jackson. Selfish. selfish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is Don't a mixture of that, right? It, it's, it feels selfish because they're not going to do anything with the property because yeah. they're thinking in however many years we'll reboot it. Like yeah. they've already talked about how, you know, they're not doing anything with Jupiter's legacy now, but mm. 10 years down the line, they might try again and do another attempt at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. But yeah, anyway, so that that's my review. I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was um, all round good. I, and I, I and like I say, I I liked it just because as well, I, it was different from anything I've watched in quite a while. I haven't really watched anything that's had that sort of that sort of dynamic. Um, and yeah, I, I'm a bit of a sucker for Victorian London things as well. I just mm. I, I really draw stuff like that. So uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, you'll probably enjoy it if you like what I've just described. Um, if you like some teenage drama as well as uh, some nasty looking crime scenes and people doing crazy stuff um then yeah you'll probably enjoy it uh, but yeah that's my review my review on irregulars cool bradley do you have a review yeah i didn't know whether you were going next no i've got a quiz a quiz so i'm going ah, okay um so about a month and a bit ago now you know we, we've we've done so many other segments and i haven't got a chance to to do my reviews um i played uh near replicant so the remaster to the original uh near replicant in the the asian um side of the world and we had it as near gestalt um i don't know I, actually i do know why so basically the game was originally released um in as near replicant as i said in in kind of the asian region and it featured um a 
you play as a, a brother to a sister who, who the sister has an illness. And in the Western release, you play as the father because they didn't think that the Western cultures would be as Whoa. keen of, of a... Yeah, I know. And that's why I brought it up because I thought it was such an interesting thing to change. Oh, and this was a Japanese yes. viewpoint, was it? Yeah, so they, he, they just thought that in the West... It, people wouldn't connect with a brother-sister relationship, a sibling relationship, so they changed it to a father-daughter, which this was in 2010. So, like, it's a bit different to how things are now, but not that much. Not like, you know... I I personally love the... the Sibling dynamics. Yeah, the sibling... Like, I mean, I'm not overly close with my siblings, but, like, I still really appreciate the the bond that they have in, would, in you, the game you, prob- you probably would be if you got to know them like if you left the room and yeah, saw them absolutely if, if you stop playing, quite, quite playing games brother. for a bit I, i'm quite close with, with charlie because we play games yeah yeah <laughs> like, charlie, like, charlie. it's like you know the one bonding thing i have but you um, see him in the kitchen sometimes <laughs> when you go to get drinks it's just a quick five minute chat and you're like right back to it see you later charlie <laughs> either way um i'll see you next birthday now. so bad this um this game they decided to for the remaster to just release near replicant um there is no near gestalt in in, you know in the remaster you cannot play as as what they call um daddy near because they call the main they call the main character near and then you know it's either brother near or father near but i call him daddy near and you can't play as him so it is just the the brother near um and the the story kind of it's set way before uh, near automata um kind of you know it's like a world apart it's set in the same universe and you know that um but it's very different it's it feels a lot more kind of fantasy whereas near automata is very kind of everything's focused on yeah it's kind of these robotics and and kind of lots of you know technology and stuff um in this kind of apocalyptic world uh replicant is set in kind of a more fantasy setting and, and there's kind of magic instead of you know um technology and That's it's really wild. cool yeah exactly and it it's just feels so seamless as, as a kind of setting like it, it doesn't feel like a stretch or a stray um even though obviously this technically came first now going backwards it feels so natural for them to have progressed to automata mm. um either way um i if you couldn't tell i absolutely adored this game um (laughs) and i knew i would it was literally one of those games i saved it up till i had some time off um i had a week off and i was like right i'm gonna play this because there's no way that i won't enjoy it um and i i just absolutely loved it it's a game that i love so much that i'm willing to do the really boring things in it um you know like i've always said like i'll 100 games but only if they're worth doing yeah and, not not if they're mass effect andromeda um god god no <laughs> um i didn't 100 like 100 percent um the game uh if near replicant because there is so much rng and i can't do 100 percent rngs where i could literally waste like an entire year of waiting for rng yeah okay drops. that's that's a bit much so i it? i do what i deem as 100 percent, which is like every side quest and kind of um all endings so just like near um automata there's multiple, oh, yeah, endings. multiple endings and i absolutely love the way they weave their stories in these near games and, and this is kind of like the thing with near is just the story is its centerpiece the combat has been updated for the re, uh, the remaster and i never obviously played the original but 
it, it's good. I, I've preferred Automata's combat. Really, it's um, hack and slash, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very hack and slash, like you know, generic combat. It's it's very simple. I um, like I said, I preferred Automata probably overall in terms of combat, but it's more modern, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And they they've kind of revamped the combat, but uh, you know, it's it's not it's not amazing, but it's it's fun. Like it's you know, it's mindless. I mean, Jack, you said you played kind of like a little bit of it, and you saw that the combat was kind of just quite fun, mindless. Oh yeah, it, it's oh, it's just so it's literally just like like brainlessly fun like yeah it's just, exactly just, and that's it is purely the definition of what i class as a hack and slash like just... yeah and replicants pretty much the same thing and and that's all you really want from a game that's so story driven um, yeah it's something that in between the story you know moments you actually have something that's brainless and and you know something to actually engage you so it's not just a film or a visual novel um and that's the thing is is it's not afraid to be you know a visual novel it's, it's a game where there's literal like entire segments of text you'll just go into kind of a, a, a space where you'll just continually be reading and it's some of the best moments in the game oh, wow. uh, yeah because you're so attached to the characters in the story that when you're reading through these pieces they present it in such a good way and i've seen like memes online like um when you get to that moment where you know you're just reading lines of text and you're like really excited <laughs> <laughs> even though you could just like read a book it's like so weird that the game makes you feel that um and i think that's partly um helped by yet again uh, a phenomenal soundtrack uh near automata has one of the best soundtracks in gaming for me and mm. replicant doesn't disappoint i wouldn't say it's as good it's like if i had to choose one i'd have to stick with automata um but replicant has such a unique and just it's one of those games where you just you just know you're playing that game when you hear the, the, the soundtrack. And the thing that Nier does is the soundtracks are tied to areas. So you can tell where you are based on the soundtrack. And it's one of those things where like, I'll hear a soundtrack from Automata and I'm like, ah, oh, that's the desert. <laughs> and it's like, you just know because you're so used to hearing it because it plays every time you go there. Um, yeah. Like I said, not as good as Automata, but obviously they were kind of finding their way um, in Replicant and, and my God, it's just, it's just such a good game. It has such good characters. And the thing is, is I kind of like that I played it as a, um, uh, as the second game because there's so many connections to Automata. Mm. Obviously I had no idea what like were known and, and, you know, like it was basically like playing an origin story <laughs> for yeah. some of the characters in Automata because I had no idea that they were even in Replicant until I obviously played it. Um, and that was such a nice experience for me being like, oh, oh this guy. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was like just, just constant. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. Oh. Um, and just having that connection to Automata, you know, because we know I have such a love for that game. So it was nice to kind of to have that origin story for a lot of the characters. Um, but yeah, so um, there is endings A to E and every ending kind of, uh, you, you, some are variants of each other so some are like a good and a bad ending but then they start building on each other um, mm. a bit like the way Automata did and you eventually will complete um, one of the you know ending D and it you know it, it's, it's, I'm not going to spoil anything obviously but it's, it's really good it's a really good ending and what the developers decided to do for the remaster is add ending E which then follows on from D so 
basically if, you know in the remaster you get to experience something you never would have got to experience before and which I is always good exactly and i absolutely love ending e as well um it's does e kind of tie into an uh, automata yes yes and no but it creates like so many law problems that people are like i love this and hate this <laughs> yeah one of those <laughs> exactly okay. um but yeah spoiler free it's is really good and i am absolutely like insanely happy that they added um ending e and just seeing all of them i i like i said you know you have to literally play through if you want the endings um you play through the second half of the game twice at least to get the uh, the other endings and i was quite happy to do that i just mm. wasted like my entire week off doing all the side quests doing all, all of the side quests are awful as well i'll be completely honest oh really they're so bad they're all fetch quests and like oh, the thing is so that's a shame no, but like I still enjoyed it. Is that the same in Automata as well, or the uh, side quests yeah, a bit I more think, fleshed out? Yeah, I think the side quests are a little bit more fleshed out, but I think mostly there's a lot of fetch, fetch quests. But mm. this is the problem: is I enjoy them because I love the world and I love. It just doesn't kind feel of, like a chore. No, exactly. And like I said, the soundtrack. So every time I, I'm like, oh, I get to go to this area, and then the soundtrack plays, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> it's just one of those things. You, I just enjoy it, and every other game I would have like put it down and be like nah so boring i'm not doing this but it's like when i had to do all the side content in dragon ball z kakarot and i was just (laughs) like this just sucks (laughs) like the main story great the side content yeah and and i was like i I literally there were so many points as well where i was like why am i doing this like there's um there's a a gardening mechanic in the game for some reason and you, you can kind of grow your own plants but they use real real world time and um, basically there's there's a very rare plant that you can grow and I wanted to do it because you know I wanted the achievement and I wanted to, to get the plant because it, it like you know it gets unique stuff and <laughs> like you have to crossbreed and everything like seeds and it takes so long so I was like time skipping I was cheating like every other player mm. that plays the game because it takes a full uh, 48 hours to actually do like in real world time Jesus. and i was like i'm not i'm not doing this so i started time skipping and it took it took a while but yeah it's it's like a one percent chance you'll get that flower in <laughs> and i was happy to keep doing it i was like yeah i will get it it got annoying obviously because it took me like hours but it's little things like that that, that game just makes you want to do you want to be in that world you just feel so immersed um I just I just love every every single moment I spend in that game. Um the characters are just probably it's it's highlight for me. Just the story is good and it's you know it's well written but you wouldn't have it without the characters and the bonds between them and that that is just there throughout the whole game and it's so they do their character development development so well. Um and one of the like best characters in the game is the uh, the thing that gives you magic and that is a is a book it's a literal book he's called grimoire vice and he is just the sassiest object <laughs> is he as sassy as the book of love from it takes two of us oh that's a different kind of sass yeah that's, that's... <laughs> the thrusting kind <laughs> grimoire vice is just he, he just insults everyone and ev- like everything um and like one of the other main characters called Kaine, he calls her a hussy. Oh God. <laughs> and I absolutely love it because they're just constantly having it. She calls him a magazine. 
<laughs> like they're just constantly at each other's throats but there's such a nice development between like all of the characters and it's just one of those games where if you love story games it's just perfect if you're if you're really into the kind of little moments and and you know really seeing things each time yeah. you know because the whole idea is you go through it multiple times and you see new things um and if you're into that then by god please please play this game if you're listening you're like i love story games just just play it just pick it up play automata or replicant and just absolutely love it um but yeah i would just 100 percent recommend these games if you love story games which is why yeah. chris i need to i need to yeah i have said when, when i finished andromeda um if they're both on game pass uh, I'll, I'll, if I'll, not I'll just play automata them. i'll be happy with that but like i prefer automata but that's not to say that Replicant's bad. Oh, like it's it's one of those things where you're comparing like you know your favorites. It's it's like just because I. It's kind of like for me comparing like Mass Effect one and two. Yeah, exactly. You're like so good. You're like I'll play them both, but if I had to choose, you know, it'd be this one. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so good, and I'd love to see what you think. You might go, that was awful. (laughs) I hated it. So boring. Music. (laughs) awful i don't yeah i wouldn't accept that one i'd be straight on you for that music two out of ten <laughs> worst soundtrack i've ever heard it's not doom eternal though is it oh uh, but yeah so many little things you'd appreciate the little things as well that like you... the little world building and stuff yeah like that. exactly because yeah. like one of the like the desert there's a desert you place in um like this isn't really spoilers but there's a desert you place in replicant where there's a city um and this city is like it's it's amazing i love the kind of idea behind it but they have very specific clothing and then when you find the city in um well you don't find the city you find a city sort of in um automata and it's in the desert and all of the machines are wearing the same type of clothing and it's because they found this you know this culture and they started to try and be like them but right. obviously, I had no idea that they were just wearing clothes to me, you know, like tribal clothes. And I, and then it's only when you play the first one, that you're like, that's why they're wearing those clothes in the desert. It's because this city was here and they had these really specific clothing that everybody had to wear. Um, and it's just little things like that. There's so much world building in that game. But I just feel like Chris would really enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I need to give it a go. Yeah. So that is my review. Please, if you haven't played near, play near. So near. <laughs> And it's something that sounds interesting to you. It will be good. Just skip the side quests if you're not that into mm. it. <laughs> yeah, just enjoy the story. Exactly. Cool. Well, um, if you're done, Bradley, I'll move on to my review. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've got an actually really relevant review for once. I okay. never have anything relevant because I'm always well, like five months after something's come out, more or less. <laughs> um, but today I'm actually going to spoiler free. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's spoiler free. Uh, talk about Black Widow. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just come out. Um, you can either watch it in cinemas or you can watch it on Disney Plus in uh, Premiere Access. Um, so me and my family were looking for something to watch and we just bought it on Premiere Access. Oh, yeah. Um, quite expensive, though. But How much is it on Premiere Access? Well, it's £20. Do you get to keep it? Y- yeah, well, here's the weird thing. So you do, and you get to keep it for the entire time that... Um, you know, it's out in the cinemas and stuff. It's just, it's there, it's yours. But obviously, eventually, when it comes out on DVD, it will come out on Disney Plus for all subscribers for free as part of the membership. Okay. So you're essentially just paying for this exclusivity like window. 
basically yeah um but obviously i was isolating i couldn't go to the cinema and me and my family mm-hmm. just really wanted to watch it and yeah. you know if we went to the cinema um i don't know about prices around the world but if we go to every man it's 14 pounds a ticket yeah. Oh really? So for it me and Deanne to go, oh, God. it's, yeah, it's, it's really twenty-eight pounds, thirty pounds, nearly. So realistically, um, you're still saving money. Yeah, that's what I told myself because I was like, four of us are going to watch it. So like, it's cheaper than all the tickets would cost. So I was like, yeah. I'm gonna go for it. Um, so I did, and um, I uh, I'm not going to blabber on for too long. I want to keep this spoiler-free and short. Um, but I just really enjoyed the movie. Um, it just because obviously no obviously this will be a spoiler this bit but that's not for black widow obviously she she sort of dies in Endgame. what yeah. if you haven't seen that at this point i'd be very you know Chris, what, 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 free. i mean that's uh it's an, that's what that's a two-year-old movie at this point yeah oh my God. God. so you know i i mean like i'm saying it's so it's her film but it's sandwiched in between captain america civil war and avengers infinity war Okay, so it's when she's on the run after breaking the law in Civil War, it fills in that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does a wonderful job. I, I really like there, there are the questions sometimes where it's like Captain America's on the run as well. This movie would be solved a lot quicker if you just went, Hey, Captain America, can you just come help me quick? <laughs> um, which was the I one that thing, they never do that which was the one thing that was going through my brain the entire time and i was like oh okay maybe she doesn't know where he is because they're separated and you know they're both on the run but they're, they're, they're not together because they don't want to make it easier for the governments to find them mm-hmm. so so maybe you know she didn't have time to track him down or whatever you could make up some sort of reason you know um but, you know, I just, I thought this was a fantastic movie. Uh, it's got actually a really mixed response, uh, critically. Audience scores have been really good, but critics have sort of panned this. Um, but I, I just really enjoyed it. I just, it kind of feels like, I, when I was talking to my brother, I said, this is kind of like, it feels like a Jason Bourne superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mixed, that sounds really good. Mixed with like... Uh, with a sprinkle of the really old James Bonds. Right. Right. With a sprinkle of, you know, the ridiculous kind of cheesy Sean Connery or Roger yeah. Moore Bonds. There's, there's, an, there's a dash of that. But the opening is really intense. It's really, that for the first like 15, 20 minutes, there's no jokes. It's just full on and it's dark and it's gritty. And I was generally shocked. I was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. As, as the movie goes on, there's a lot of jokes and it's traditional Marvel, but mm-hmm. the opening was so intense and so respectful. Cause you know, th- this is a dark story. Like her story is messed up. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they embrace that and they go for that and they don't um, stray away from like, you know, they show her past and different aspects and uh, they talk about Budapest, which is, where yeah, if you know joke. the movies, yeah, yeah, Hawkeye yeah. and her were that's Talk when about Budapest. It's when when she got recruited, basically. But there's moments in that where she does like, you know, um, I won't spoil it, but she does some things and you're like, Whoa, like they're not painting her. She's she, she is almost an anti hero esque figure um at times. And I really enjoyed that and they really embraced that. And um I just thought it was a I, I, I don't understand the negativity about it. I thought it was just really fun, kind of campy, but 
I think it balanced campy and dark really well. Really well. I think maybe in the third act, it gets a bit muddled. But for most of the film, it's really solid. Um, and the, the cast, except for one exception, which I won't say because I don't want any spoilers, but the cast, all except for one, did a fantastic job. And um, some of these actors, you know, they're not, uh, you know, Russian actors and they do Russian accents. And I was like, wow. So like David Harbour, who, if everyone's yeah. seen the trailers, this isn't yeah, a spoiler, yeah. he plays Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. And Red Guardian is essentially Soviet Captain America. <laughs> and he is fantastic he is he so good. good literally the whole time i was watching, I was watching my brother and we were both like love red guardian he was so good like he was just like every time he was on screen every dialogue every line he had i was just like this guy's amazing like they better bring him back like oh i'd love him to be like in the avengers or something just because he's just so fun and like oh it's just it's so good um yeah i like i say it is a bit interesting because obviously i don't know what they're going to do like this doesn't feel like it will be a franchise because obviously it's kind of like a one and done because it's like here's a chunk of black widow's story we wanted to finish to be like the middle of her story because we've seen the start we've seen the end right yeah so it's like let's tell the 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 rest of it and i think that's all it needs to be just this one-off story that was a fun spy romp um with uh, you know thriller elements and like I say, I just I, I think Jack would love this movie. I, I probably, I to be fair, I kind of think I will as well. I haven't, um, I haven't thought about watching it. I, I did see it was on there, but I didn't, um, haven't thought about it yet. But I, I, I don't know. If, it'll probably be something I, I just wait for. But because I've never, since knowing it was coming out, I've never really been like, yeah, I really want to see that. But, um, but I've always thought I would probably like it. So, um, I, I mean, yeah. you know, my my favorite Marvel movie is probably Winter Soldier. Um, cause I love that, that, that sort of superhero spy espionage sort of yeah. vibe that the winter soldier has. And, and this has that, but like I say, it also has this sort of almost bondish camp to it as well. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. which is, is kind of fun and it needed that to be different to winter soldier. You, yeah. you, you wouldn't want it to just be kind of like winter soldier again, but black widow. It's like yeah. it's it it takes elements from Winter Soldier that are really good, but it still does its own thing. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I'd I'd like to talk about it more, but I don't want to talk any spoilers, so I'll just sort of probably leave it there and just say I really enjoyed this movie, and oh. I I don't really get the criticisms. Um, no. And you know, one day if you've both watched it, I'd love to do a you know spoiler discussion so we can really sort of get into it and uh, yeah chat about it and stuff. But, yeah, I, but definitely. I, I would recommend it to anyone listening um, to give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. But yeah, so um, we'll move on from the reviews now, and uh, we have the return of our quiz segments. Hey, hey. always good fun, and uh, I think the last couple of times um, we weren't quite sure what to do last week. Couldn't think of a good one, and then yeah. we've just been busy and haven't been able to throw one together. Because surprisingly it does actually take a bit of time to think of it and, and, and throw it together. Um, mm-hmm. But I've actually bothered to do one this week. And um, the things I we thought, do for you lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought in honor of Black Widow being out and in honor of, we got the uh, Marvel What If trailer. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys saw that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, animated series that's based on the alternate realities. So I thought in honor of that, I would do an alternate reality Marvel quiz. Right. Nice. So, are you ready? 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the first one you should get pretty easily. Um, what, what is Marvel zombies universe about option a zombies option B teenage angst option C tasty food. I feel like this is too easy to be like, I feel like I'm being tricked. You I'm going to say zombies. Easy. I'm going to go with zombies as well. It is indeed. So uh, the Marvel zombies universe is what it oh. says on the tin. <laughs> It's essentially a zombie virus goes around, all the superheroes get infected, and it gets particularly scary at one point because Hulk gets infected. And you have a giant zombie cannibal Hulk running around ripping superheroes in half and eating them. Nice. It's a very intense affair. Um, And they're actually adapting Marvel zombies uh, in the What If show, which is Mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, You see a zombie Captain America going after Winter Soldier at one point. Nice. okay so moving on to number two who is the strangest herald of galactus so do you need me to explain what a herald of galactus is quickly um yes (laughs) the herald of galactus you've seen the old fantastic four movies haven't you yeah the herald of galactus is the guy he sends full imbues of his power and sends forward to planets to scout so the one we meet in the fantastic four movies is the silver surfer ah yes he's the herald of galactus but galactus can take the power away and bestow it upon other people right so there's been multiple different heralds throughout marvel comics but in one of the alternate realities there's a really really strange one and i'm wondering basically the question is can you guess out of these three who the the weirdest herald was Uh, okay so option a is ghost rider you know the uh, man from hell mm-hmm. um b wolverine or c aunt may what i mean aunt may sounds a bit too extreme i'm gonna go for ghost rider oh so i want it as well we'll have it then no one's no, telling you you have to be different. got to be interesting it's it's gotta be aunt may Bradley is correct. Yes. No way. <laughs> so in one of the alternate realities, he chooses Aunt May and she gets like a bronze body and just like has <laughs> cosmic powers and like flies around. What? See, that was interesting, Jack. <laughs> there was, uh, I was sure there was... Could you, there was, could you imagine if they did that in the movies? Like, like Uncle Ben just gets like one punched by Aunt May because she's she's like lost control and she just punches him through the wall and that's how that's how Spider Man loses his uncle. <laughs> what in this alternate reality? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. His Aunt May's a murderer. Which um, Marvel character becomes the Pope in an alternate reality? The oh pope. my god! So option A, Deadpool. Oh, it has to be. Option B, Hawkeye. Option C, Beast. What are you going for, Jack? I want to go for Beast. I don't know why. I I just feel like... I'll go for Hawkeye. Hawkeye never gets anything. (laughs) So Jack is correct. It is Beast. Um, And it's weird. Like The X-Men do some like parallel jumping and then beast sees himself and he's dressed up as the pope and he's like what are you doing he's like i'm the pope man and he's like (laughs) i'm the pope of course (laughs) uh yeah so that was bizarre but kind of cool i guess 
Um, okay, so the next one, question four. In Earth 3145... My favourite. Spider-Man... <laughs> My favourite Earth. Spider-Man isn't Peter Parker. Who okay. is Spider-Man in this reality? And your options are A, Harry Osborne, option B, Miles Morales, or option C, Uncle Ben. Oh, they're all such good options. Yeah, I was going to say... I'm not going to go for Mars Morales. No, that would be too obvious. Yeah. You would well, I'm going to go with Uncle Ben, sticking with the Aunt May thing. And who was the other one? Harry Osborne. Well, that's yeah. a good one. I'm going to go Harry Osborne. So Bradley takes the lead in the quiz and is correct. <laughs> in this alternate reality, Uncle Ben <laughs> becomes Spider-Man. So who gives the speech about responsibility? I guess he gives it to himself in a mirror. Yeah. Stares at <laughs> himself in the mirror. <laughs> or his little or his little nephew says it to him. What little Peter Uncle, Parker? Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and he's just like shut up and just shut up, Peter, I'm powerful. <laughs> just pummels him to the ground. Uh, okay. Question five. In another alternate reality. Juggernaut's powers are bestowed upon a different character. Which character receives Juggernaut's powers? So your options are A, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Believable. B, Charles Xavier. Oh my God. Or C, Magneto. I'm going to go with <sighs> Charles Xavier. It was between Magneto and who was the first one? So Captain America, Steve Rogers, Charles Xavier, or um, Magneto? Magneto. We go Magneto, just to opposite you. And who did you go for, Bradley? Charles, his brother. Wow, I'm surprised you knew that, Bradley. That's why. Surely they got them swept at birth. Uh... Yeah, so in the alternate reality, it's really funny. Charles Xavier is Juggernaut. Yes! And it's literally just Juggernaut's body with Charles Xavier's head on it. <laughs> but like It's like Meteor. Um, <laughs> and in that reality, um, Juggernaut is in the wheelchair with the psychonic, with, with the mind powers. <laughs> so, I knew it. I, I, I used theory. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So Brad, Bradley wins the quiz quite decidedly. Yes! Um, I believe Jack got two and Bradley got four. Yeah, four. So uh, Bradley is the king of alternate Marvel realities. So you yes. have any questions about any of the thousands upon thousands of alternate realities. Don't direct it to the quiz master, direct it to the winner. Direct the it quiz. to Bradley. Brad- Bradley knows his stuff, you know. <laughs> Just don't ask him about what one did you get wrong, Bradley? Uh, the, the Pope, wasn't it? The yeah, Pope. He thought it was yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. I just thought, you know, you never kind of against anything. Yeah. <laughs> but no. You must get something sometimes. You brought him in anyway. He gets At a least family. He got a mention. Get something. He gets a family. No one else so gets do a I. family. <laughs> I'm not meant to be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, but usually he their gets... families die like tragedy. <laughs> I just, just realised what Chris said. He gets a family. Like, that's like the best. Like, that just makes it all okay. Uh, <laughs> you're he pretty useless, all guy, but it's a family. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh okay well that was that was really good fun always yeah. love the quiz sneaking back in um mm. do we have any closing thoughts 
closing thoughts. I know. I love how you do that every time, Bradley. I wait for it literally. <laughs> and I, if you don't do it, I'll get, I, I feel like something's missed. Um, no, I don't think I do today. I can't think of anything anyway. Anyone else? No. No, just um, if you didn't catch last week's episode, we had Jordan on. Uh, it was a return for our special guest episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a great time. We always love having Jordan on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't catch it, maybe jump back and have, have a listen. But um, like I say, we're back in the swing of things now. You're getting an episode once per week, um, and we're going to try and stay on this train for mm-hmm. as long as we can. Yeah. Yeah. But. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Okay, guys. Well, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. See you next week. See you later.